Welcome to the Sovereign Divinity Podcast, where I will be discussing topics of awakening, empowerment, divinity, spiritual growth, multidimensionality, to help you remember who you truly are as a divine multidimensional being, here to create your heaven on earth and be of service to the planet and to humanity. I am your host, Abigail Mensa Bonsuk, divine embodiment coach and mentor, divine feminine activator, and a multidimensional healer. Before we get started, it would be very helpful if you leave a review on iTunes for my podcast. Your response and feedback really helps more people discover this podcast. Also head over to my website, moongoddessacademy.com, where you can find out more about my programs, courses, my one-on-one mentorships, virtual sisterhood, and books. String on his wrist, remind him of his goals, he ain't gonna miss. Too much opportunity to trip on bullshit. Lift his vibration, sharpest tools, get shark tooth around his neck for protection. Thick skin from all the fire that he stepped in. He's got something in common with shaman. Raised by wolf spirits, gods and goddesses. Our peers on trips and- Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to the Sovereign Divinity Podcast. This is your girl, Abigail Mensa Bonsu. And in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the archetypes. And I'm so excited about this topic, especially in this time that we're in. There's so many different archetypal um, representations coming up. But the one that I'm going to be talking about is your soul essence archetype. These archetypes are the ones that you were born with. These 12 main archetypes are, the way I describe it is like your unconscious puzzle pieces of what makes you. The unconscious puzzle pieces of you that make up who you are. So this topic, um, Carolyn Miss is like the the pioneer in this field talking about um, the archetypes, but also Carl Jung. Um, I remember in my psychology class when they were going through that and it was just so fascinating to me. Um, And then later on, I discovered Carolyn Miss, who actually brought it like right, right to the soul, right? Like this is who you are on a soul level, like we came to this life with a blueprint, these 12 archetypes that I'm going to break you down so you, you can see what I'm talking about, have all the answers from who you are in a relationship, um, what, what you're here to do, how you're here to express your love, um, even like going all the way from when you were born till when you leave this planet. It, go, it gives you a blueprint of who you are and how you are represented here on this planet, what you're here to express on this planet. It is powerful. Um, the people, my clients that have had their archetype charts done, it, it completely changes you. 
So I know, like, I love archetypal studies and there's like so many archetypal stuff, like take the quiz to determine your money, abundance, prosperity archetypes or archetypes about, um, you know, business archetypes or, you know, like so many other archetypes. But the, the ones I'm going to be talking about, this is the main ones from which all the other archetypal stuff rises from. So pay attention. <laughs> Let's go ahead and begin. So there are 12 archetypes and there's no coincidence with the number 12 because it corresponds to the 12 houses, right? When we talk about astrology and there's other numbers there. But there are 12 main archetypes that we all have, right? And in that 12, we have one child archetype that these, the, the, these two or four that I'm about to talk about, they are known as the universal archetypes because every single person on this planet have these archetypes. And then the other, the others that come in, um, they are more uniquely to each person on this planet. So the universal archetypes that we all have they are the child archetypes, the prostitute, the saboteur, and the victim. These archetypes really um, connect us to our survival, our needs. Like, what, are, what do we need at the core? What do we, um, you know, think about a baby, you know, when a baby is born. Like, the, the main needs is like food, love, water. Um, think about the main needs. This is what these um, survival or universal archetypes are bringing, the wisdom they're bringing. And then the other archetypes, the rest of the archetypes, so we have two lower self archetypes. These archetypes tell us where our shadows are. They're like the shadow archetypes. They have a lot of lessons to teach us. We have two personality archetypes. These two archetypes tells us the personality archetypes are what we've learned from our parents, you know, from society, from our culture, um, what makes up our personality. But they, they're not truly us, right? I mean, they are learned. That's the best way to explain it. So there's two personality archetypes. And then there's two archetypes that represents your purpose in life, right? <laughs> there are two archetypes that represent your purpose in life. And then the, the last part is there's two archetypes that represent your divine self and connection to God's energy and your own sacred light. Badass, right? This is where the God spark within you shows up. Like, who are you in your highest form? If you want to know who your higher self is, it lies in these two archetypes here. So let's go ahead and just kind of break it down real quick. So the child archetype, I love the child archetype because um, it comes with the wounded child and the, um, I would say the shadow child and the light child. So the shadow child is the child, um, is basically every pain, every trauma, every, the woundings of the child and how it shows up. And then when that wounding has been healed 
or without the wounding, I should say, before the wounding of care, who you were as the child. So for example, I'm gonna give you some examples here of the child archetype. So the light child, the light child, some examples would be um, the magic child, the eternal child, the nature child, and the divine child. Those are basically um, when you first popped into the planet, when you when you're when you were pure and unpolluted, on you know nothing had happened yet. You just pure essence. This is who you are, your purest essence, right? And these come in handy because um, once you know your your um, pure light child self, you can use that or you can tap into that to actually heal the wounded child. Um, and so these are the shadow child archetypes, the abandoned or orphan child, the wounded child, the dependent child. So those three are like the three shadow archetypes. So it, it just depends. Like for me, the one that stood out for me is the abandoned child. So my child archetype and the way it is organized is that it will be, so for mine is like the, the wounded or the abandoned child but then my higher, higher child self is the magic child. One of the um, childs, and you can kind of see this, like if, especially if you have a child, you can kind of look at them and be like, oh, I wonder which one you are. Um, the divine child, where's that? No, there's another one that I like better, the eternal child. The eternal child. Now they're the ones that they just they always look young. They're like forever young. They're the purest of all of them because they're connected to source light. Their innocence never go goes away. Um, but the, the the main thing that comes up with that is that when you even in adult years when you look at them, they have that baby face. Like they just that's it, it's like they always stay young, right? At heart, at mind, and you know, physically, you know, that's just who they are. And they, they really, their work is like really um, blessing the world with innocence and pure love. They have straight connection to the divine, like undiluted, right? That's kind of like what they brought in. Nature child, of course, the child that absolutely is one with nature, loves the trees, loves going camping, loves being in nature, is, you know, the child that just kind of calms down when they're in nature. Nature is everything. And this shows up throughout adulthood. And here's the, I think I'll talk about this at the end, how to bring, or how it all comes together, right? So that's the child archetypes. You know, you have the shadow child archetype and then you have the light child archetype and they go together they actually work together one shows you where you were wounded where you need healing the other one comes in to heal those areas so it shows you what energy you need to tap in in order to heal so for example um for me you know having the abandoned child um and then having my magical child so every time i feel abandoned or not connected or not loved when I do stuff, when I go into prayer, when I do meditate, meditation, when I do rituals, um, when I tap into 
anything that is like magical, you know, anything that connects me to that divinity, divine essence, it reconnects me again. It heals me, heals my heart. You know, re that's the main thing, reconnection there. So they work together beautifully. So next, let's go to the other survival archetypes, which are the prostitute, the saboteur, and the victim. Ooh, I love these ones. So these archetypes, every single person on this planet has it. Every single person on this planet has it. Let's talk about the first one, the victim archetype. The victim archetype really, these archetypes are all shadow light, but all, the shadow archetypes, but they also light archetypes. It's the same as the, um, the child archetypes. That's why they're all categorized as the survival archetypes, as well as the universal archetypes. So they have both the shadow and the light, right? So the victim archetype comes in first to show you where you allow yourself to get victimized, where you allow others to um, to take your power. It shows you where you play victim for sympathy and, and pity. And when you heal, when you observe these areas and you heal these areas, then the gift that comes in is the victim archetype brings you the gift of freedom and self-esteem. The saboteur the saboteur comes in to show you where you're afraid of your own power and therefore sabotage yourself. It shows you where you sabotage your success, you sabotage your happiness. It shows you how, where you also sabotage others too. When you heal these aspects of yourself, the gift that the saboteur brings in is the gift of empowerment. Now the prostitute, this is both physical and spiritual here. So it, um, it's talking about both the physical and the spiritual bodies. How do you sell yourself short? This is what the, the prostitute is asking you. How do you sell yourself short? How do you sell your body? How do you sell out your spirituality? And how do you sell out your destiny? What are your values? This is very interesting. The prostitute teaches you what your values are. The prostitute teaches you lessons of integrity. And when you heal these areas, when you observe, when you set, you know, you notice your values, so you um, heal these aspects, or you call back your power, the gift that the prostitute brings to you is the gift of being. The prostitute helps us understand that security comes in trusting in what is of true value to you. So I love these four survival archetypes because they really highlight what we are missing, right, when it comes to survival and how we can truly gain it back again. So the next archetypes, um, let's talk about the two lower self archetypes. These are our shadow, specifically shadow archetypes. And this can be examples of this kind of, this, act, um, this type of archetypes include the addict, the bully, the gossip, 
the martyr, the rebel, the rescuer. The rebel can go both ways, right? It depends on what you're rebelling against. But these are all examples of the, the lower self or the shadow archetypes. And we all have two. Um, I mean, these are just a few examples that I mentioned. There's like quite a bit and depends on which one um, resonates with you or which one you represent to you, right? But we all have two of them in our wheel of life chart. We also have two personality archetypes. Remember I said this is what we learned from our parents, our community, our society, our world. This is the learned stuff. Some examples include the hedonist, the damsel, the detective, the hermit, the student, the mediator. The next two archetypes are the archetypes that represent your life purpose and the, we all have two of them in our life charts. This includes the artist, the queen. I know, did you know that the queen was part of a purpose? I know. The networker, the liberator, the mentor. These are all examples of archetypes that represent your soul purpose in life. And then the last two archetypes that we, um, we have in our chart represent our, our divine self. So this is the highest aspect of ourself. This is our higher self. Like it tells you who you are in your purest form. It represents your divine self and the connection to, the, to God's energy and your own sacred light. So some examples of these archetypes, the angel, the alchemist, the goddess, the healer, and the guide, these are all examples. So, you know, the healer falls in, you know, in this category of higher self. It tells you how powerful this work is, healers are, where your, your, your power is drawn from. When you're a healer, that's why you're being called to heal yourself first. So you can remove all of that that might be hindering your light. Because in order to heal someone else, you're not healing from your own energy. You're using your divine light. You're tapping into the greater light to heal others. You're igniting your own divine essence within them when you do healing work on them. It's powerful work here. So 12 archetypes, I kind of broke it down for you. We have four survival archetypes, which is the child archetypes, the saboteur, the victim, and the prostitute. We have two lower self archetypes, or so two shadow archetypes. We have two personality archetypes, which represents what we've learned, right? Um, we have two archetypes that represent our life purpose or a purpose in life. And we have two archetypes that represent our divine self and connection to God's energy and our own sacred light. So when you bring all of these, once you have discovered all 12 of your archetypes, then you are ready to design your wheel of life. The wheel of life has 12 houses, just like in astrology, right? But within this, Within this wheel is your archetype. So each house, depending on what archetype falls in which house, it tells you what is going on there. So let me give you some examples here. So once you've, you've discovered what your 12 archetypes are, the next phase is to see how they influence you. And you, you 
um, learn about this by placing them in your wheel of life chart. So how do you discover all of this? Um, the best way to do it is get an archetypal reading or archetypal um, wheel of life creation session. Um, it's not really, it can be one session, it can be broken down to three sessions, which I prefer that one because it really, it can be an overload of information. Sometimes I, I walk my clients through it and at the end we kind of activate your wheel, right? So that is how you discover your archetypes um, in terms of this, your 12 main archetypes. So once you've discovered your 12 archetypes, then knowing how they influence you and where in your life they show up, this is where you place them or you find them in certain areas in your chart. So we know that in, if you look at the wheel of life, it has 12 different houses, just like in astrology. So for example, the first house represents the infant. This, you know, the, it's a house of survival. That's when you were born. Um, and it's all about the surviving when you were born. It's the house of personality and ego. The second house represents your toddler self. This is a time of adventure and also you know, learning about your life values. Your third house represents the preteen. This is the house of the mental mind and the father energy. The fourth house represents your teen self. It also represents your heart, home, and the mother energy. Your fifth house represents creativity, good fortune, and education. Sixth house represents occupation and health. Your seventh house represents marriage and relationships. Eighth house represents influence. Ninth house represents your spirituality. The 10th house represents your highest potential. The 11th house represents your service to the world and your relationship to the world. And the 12th house represents your divine self and the unconscious mind. So you have 12 archetypes, you have the 12 houses. As you create, and this is something that you co-create with your higher self. It's a very sacred, um, sacred thing that you do, right? So you unconsciously, or I should say consciously, consciously select the archetypes and place them in each of the houses. So let's say your child archetype ends up in your house of relationship and marriage. That means that in any relationship, you that's where your child archetype flourishes. That's also where the wounded child will show up the most to be healed in that relationship. Let's say one of your shadow archetypes, let's say the, the saboteur ends up in your ninth house of spirituality. This is very interesting that, you know, the saboteur, how do you sabotage your connection with the divine? You will see a lot of this in this house of every time, you know, when it comes to spirituality, you might try to, you, you might do everything in your power 
for some reason, you know, with your woundings to stay away from your spirituality or hide your spirituality, um, not really show it. And when I say spirituality, I'm talking about your connection with the divine. I'm not talking about religion here, your connection with the divine. How do you sabotage your connection with your higher self, with your divine? So if you find yourself doing that, you most likely probably have to saboteur in your ninth house. Let's say you have one of your, um, your divine selves in the 10th house of highest potential. So let's say the healer ends up being in the 10th house of the highest potential. Immediately, it's telling you right there, your highest potential lies in you being a healer. And we know that being a healer is something that is divine. It's not something that is learned. It's something that you are to the core, which I really believe we're all healers. Just some of us chose that path, chose to serve through that archetype, right? So you can kind of see, you know, it gets kind of complicated there. Um, with this podcast, I just kind of wanted to introduce the archetypes. And I feel like it's very important now because I've been thinking about it a lot lately because of my son. You know, I mean, he's about, he's about to be two this year. And he's moving from his first house to the second house of toddler and you know, adventure and learning about his life values, which he's already, I can kind of see that going on. So I'm watching my son moving from the house, one house to the, another, and I'm also watching which archetype is popping up. Because for him, you know, I could, I can kind of guess to see which archetype is showing up for him in that time. But the best way is to have him do it when he's old enough, right? But right now, it's good to know, like, okay, he's in this house right now. Um, this house is all about just surviving. This house is all about taking care of his needs, loving him, giving him food, which it really is, right? And then moving into the second house, two years old. Um, actually, it's, the first house is from one to three, right? And then, yeah, so there's different stages. Anyways, so it's really... Um, it, I've been thinking about this a lot because of my son and thinking about which archetypes will start popping up and which one is created because of things that happens and paying attention to what I'm teaching him and whether that is in alignment with him or not. Is it in alignment with me and I'm trying to push it on him or is it something that his soul wants me to teach him? This is all the things that's like coming up with this. The archetypes are so powerful to know yourself, to know yourself is the basis of this work. Know yourself, who you are on all levels. I mean, it literally breaks it down for you. Who you are in your inner child, who you are in your highest potential, who you are in your service to the world, who you are in a relationship. Such a fascinating topic, isn't it? 
So if you're interested in discovering your own 12 main archetypes, go ahead and send me a message. I'll put the link below. Um, it is a three sessions, three sessions um, that we go through this and we co-create um, and kind of pull in the wisdom of the 12 aspects of yourself in this lifetime. So let me know if you have any questions about this. Um, again, this podcast episode was just the intro, like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to um, the archetypes the, um, and the wheel of life. So if you have any questions, let me know. If there's something that you'd like me to talk more about, I would love to hear from you. Send me a message as well. Um, and thank you for receiving this week's podcast episode. And until next time, have a fabulous week. That's my entourage, man. The posse I bring. Angels, guardians, ghosts, and saints. All play a part of this close and range. Holy men, prophets, healers, and kings. That's my entourage, man. The posse I bring. Vibrating at the highest frequency of the bunch. Every soul shall adapt to match that at once. Oh, how we channel high mammal, no dunce. Cap who it fits, do with this what he wants. Merlin style, curling like, like prisms. Past lifetime, regressions, new